Just Talk and Lisa Listen podcast. That is what it and who it is powered by. And now featured here in the studio, we've got Eric Mall, entrepreneur and friend extraordinaire. <laughs> what say you, Eric? Jesse, thank you for the kind invite today. You uh, know, it's a great invite. Lisa actually thanks you as well because Lisa is in recovery mode right now. And she's had some surgery and she is as uh, she's taking care of herself as I am in the podcast studio with you, not being able to take care of her until I get back home. Well, I am an avid listener to the podcast, so these are some very, very big shoes to fill. I, I want to give a shout out to Lisa Listen. I really hope you're feeling better. I have a quick recovery. And I also have to give a shout out to another co-host extraordinaire, and that would be Mr. Will Edwards. Yes, yes. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> We call him Willie. We call him Willie in the back room. He listen. He is bad to the bone. He comes up with some fantastic commentary. What do you like best about Willie? You know what? He's real. He's that- real. You know what I like best about him? I do like the fact that he's real. I also like the fact that my favorite part about Will is his laugh. <laughs> he's got the craziest, goofiest, funniest laugh. He should be a comedian. Well, he he is. He's got that We Edward show, yeah, right? He does. Yeah, he, he owes me now. There's a plug for him. Well, it's actually called We Funny. We Funny and We Funny stands for the W E. Cha-ching stands for Will Edwards. So yeah, Lisa Lisa's n- not here on the program today, which we miss her. But you're going to be a great stand-in, and Will Edwards is not on the program today. But we have got co-host Eric Matthew Mall, and you're going to be you. bringing it. Thank uh, as always. So topic. Thank you. The topic I, is is extraordinary. I want to give some kudos to one of our great followers, Ken. Ken sent some recommendations for topics in, and one of them he sent in was about distractions. So we decided to focus on distractions in the workplace. Great, great topic. Distractions in the workplace. So Happens everywhere. It does. It does. Everywhere and often and probably longer than what we might like. So when you think about distractions in the workplace, what kind of distractions can we start to kick around here? What are distractions? Well, the first the thing that comes to mind, Jess, is there's distractions in the workplace when you have to actually physically go from your home to a place of work. And we also have distractions in the home workplace. Let's yes. not forget about those. Well said. Let's not forget about those because we have many people that do work from home as well. Oh my gosh, that's a huge one. Well, you just took, you just took this to another curve. Let's go to that curve though, since you since you're driving on it. Distractions in the home place. Uh, if it's a it's a a work home place, mm-hmm. that's huge because oftentimes we have so many things we need to get done uh, to not just to bring home the bacon, but to serve serve the clients that we serve, to serve the business itself. Many different moving parts. The the people that work from home and they're their own boss. Mm-hmm. They do everything from empty the garbage to sign the checks to go to go out and get the business to serve the business. Correct. And oftentimes we will create distractions at home. So that we don't have to do the work, even though we don't know we're doing it. What kind of distraction do you think people do at home in the home workplace? I think they allow themselves to be caught up in uh, answering personal phone calls. Yes, they they do not separate and have a home office where they go and actually shut the door and say, "Okay, I'm at work now." Uh, some some people even get dressed as if they're going to a workplace. Yes, it's, it's really it comes down to a mindset, really, that you are leaving the home, even though you're in your home, you are moving to that other place where you are actually capable of shutting all those distractions out, whether they be kids, whether they be uh, additional phone calls. Like neighbors. Make, neighbors. Chores and tasks. Absolutely. They'll, they'll, they'll take out the garbage. They'll start straightening out the garage. They'll do, they'll do a, lawn, uh, a load of laundry. Mm-hmm. You can't do a load of laundry if you're working at the MGM Resorts International on the casino floor. <laughs> no, you cannot. You can't do a load of laundry. No. Uh, excuse me, uh, customers, I'm going to run home for a minute and drop a load in. And then we'll be right back. You can't do that kind of people. You cannot do that kind of stuff. 
Am I right, E? You are so right on, bro. So then why do we do it in our home offices? Uh, at home. Why do we do it in our home offices at home? It, you know, sometimes it's a mindset. If you, if you come upon a stumbling block where you are just... You can't think of where to go next, what to do, or you're stressed. You step out of that home office as a relief. Back Absolutely. At a, because you have no one else that's going to come knock on that door. Generalist, of course, there's kids in the house to say, hey, listen, I, I want I need to talk to you about something. Whereas in the workplace, we constantly have people that will step into our office. If we're lucky enough to have an office. Ask for an appointment, shoot you an email, shoot exactly. you a text message, shoot your assistant or secretary or an admin. A support call and say, listen, when can I get on Eric's schedule? I've, we've got a few things that are holding us up. And at home, oftentimes, we will actually make what we call legitimate excuses to be doing something that's so dire important just for not doing the things we need to be doing in the office. And it is a mindset. I totally agree with you. You know, what is your mindset when you are working in your home office? You, what I, you know, when I'm working in my home office, my biggest task is to stay focused and to get into that room that office, that home office room, and to make sure that the biggest things uh, do not stop me, such as, I brought an example here today, right here. Okay. This little puppy. Right, your phone. The phone. This phone is going to tear me away from work. It's going to, the beeps, the clicks, the calls, I have to make sure that I stay routine. Yes. I stick to a routine. Uh, One of the things that I like to practice is I check my email, and I let people know that I check my email twice a day. When I step into that office, I will look at my email first thing in the morning, and I will see what I need to respond to, what's urgent, and I will then check it before my day is over. It, because it is extremely easy to get caught up in the email where all of a sudden you are back and forth with, with, with someone, and it pulls you away from any action items that you want to take care of. It's well said. It's called personal accountability. Mm-hmm. You have to start with a plan, and the plan doesn't start when you get in the office. The plan starts before you get into the office, either the morning or, or the night before. I, typically, I do mine the night, night before. You plan ahead. Yeah, I have this program that I call Focus. Tell me about Focus. Focus is real simple. Focus is a program that's couched in an Excel format, and it has a number of key items on number one. It has the the date that that, that item or task or responsibility hits my plate. Okay. It has the name of the contact person associated with it and or an assist. It also has a priority of one through five, one being the highest priority. And then has an area feel for me to put whatever that task in and a date that is actually due. And then a column for when it's done. And this thing, I, I built these macros inside of this. And I can click a button. I can sort that thing 10 different ways. I can look at an aging report. I can see what's due next. I can click a button. The due button is the refresh button. And anything that's due today or past due turns red, rises to the top of the sheet. And all I focus on are the things that are red to get them annihiled in and docked off. But that starts... That's a perpetual thing that stays up on my computer like a Windows program. You know, very interesting. Let me ask you this. Prior to using this system, what would you say your productivity level was before you had something like this where you could really keep track of this versus putting implementing focus? Can you stay goofy? <laughs> my product level was kind of goofy. <laughs> All the time. I'm, sit, I, I'm taking a customer out to the course, a high-level VIP. I get on hole number nine, I, and I'm in my backswing, and I stop in my backswing, and I go, oh, there's a $200,000 customer I forgot to put in a reservation. Oh. I tell him, you go ahead and finish this hole. Let me go to my card, go to the card, and I make the phone call. I drop the res in. I was making myself absolutely freaking crazy. I said, I've got to find a system that manages a world that's very, very busy, that's very, very hectic with my beeper going off at the time, my cell going off, the sideways partners asking me for help, 
the boss, the, the my president calling, my VP calling, my clients calling, and all of them, everybody thinks their stuff is number one. Of course. And it was hard to pull it all together. And, I, and so I went to go find this system, and it wasn't out there, so I designed it. And it's called Focus. So that... that that the, and and one one of the best ways to to get the focus system is to go to the website, and, and the website is and the website is justtalk.com, j e s s t a l k dot com, and there's an area on there called resources, and click on that site and you can see the resources and the resources will show you some of the the tools that I've created to create better efficiencies. But you know the number one thing really is, is I like to work like someone else is always watching me. Well said. I you like work that. differently when someone's watching you. When you and I go to the, when you and I go to workout, we, we we went out today, and you and I did a walk today. How many steps did we do today? Nine thousand. And how many would you have done if I wasn't with you? Minus nine thousand. <laughs> I, I would have slept. Trust me. I love my bed. But let's say you didn't sleep, and let's say you stepped out. Okay. How many would you have done? Probably two thirds of that. Let's say six thousand. Six thousand. And if it wasn't for the, the connection of you working like someone's watching, which I was watching you, you're now walking with a 25-pound weighted vest. Were you walking with that before we start walking, walking together? No, I was no, not. No, because I'm watching you. And we had the connection. I mean, the dialogue, everything. As you keep going along, we keep bouncing ideas back off of each other. So, I mean, that interaction takes away from the fact of I'm walking alone and I, I'm bored. You know, you can't wait to get it over with. You find any excuse to say, okay, I'll cut corners. I'm, I'll just get back and let me get on with my day. Yeah, it's true. And so when you work like someone's watching, you work more efficiently. You, you, you work more with uh, intention. You have more integrity about it. You will let yourself off the hook if it's totally left up to you. It's human nature. Now, if we were to get back, to, now let's take this in the other direction. Let's talk about workplace distractions. Let me ask you this. What would you say are some of the top distractions in the workplace? I'd say number one, uh, texting while they're at work, uh, errant phone calls that are either personal and long-winded and unnecessary, or, or they're, they're professional and, they're, and they may be, need to be cut nipped at the butt. I think people stopping by visiting, I think gossiping, people at the water cooler, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff going on. Uh, the, those are things that I think are big time wasters and I think they're big distractions. I also think that we don't give enough respect for one another's working private space. People just barge in. If you're working in cubicles and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. people just barge in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even now, offices, people just walk in. I have an open door policy. Really? Maybe it shouldn't be an open door policy. Maybe that'd be a respecting door policy where you, be, you respectfully see if it's a good time for that person. Do you have a moment? You're always very good about that. Just do you have time for this? Do you have a moment for this? I, I want to run something by you. You always check to see, am I really available for this? Or did, you, did I just answer out of a courtesy? Some of the biggest distractions we have are people. People distractions. You know what I used to do when I worked in corporate when I didn't have an office? Most of the time I had an office, but a lot of times I didn't. I would take a piece of that one-inch masking tape when I needed privacy. You know how cubicles are open. Right. But they have framework, right? Right. I'd tape, all the way, I'd tape one piece of tape all the way around the cubicle. And I would not put a sign there. That's an invisible door. But you see that barrier, even though it's a piece of tape. That was, I was saying, please don't bother me unless it's urgent. Because I need to focus on this for a client or for the, for the business or for the company. What are your thoughts? I think that's an excellent idea. You, uh, if, if you put those uh, policies and procedures into place, a lot of people then will see that and say, okay, I need to back off on this. But there are some that 
they are indirect distractions, such as the cubicle over from you or across from you. Absolutely. Yeah, some, sometimes you hear people in the background talking about other people's stuff or, or business, uh, things that are not really business. And, it's, and some people just have obnoxious, loud voice boxes that they take up too much bandwidth. And they, they poison the whole area. In fact, let, let's, I want to look into the chat room for a second, Eric. Check this out. Tim from, from Chicago, a brilliant coach who we've had on the program. We're going to be doing happy hour coach with him in August as well. He says it also helps to build in breaks at work. In fact, let me slide this over so I can see this better. He says if you just sit at your desk hour after hour, you have a tendency to drift, which is true. Uh, get up and move once an hour. I love him. He's right on the money. I actually do that. I even walk around if it's since I do life coaching and corporate coaching, success coaching over the phone, and Lisa does the same. If the client, if I don't need a bunch of resources for the client, mm-hmm. I'll walk while I'm talking with that client, while I'm helping that client, because it keeps me moving, keeps me active, keeps me working through things with them, and I, I want them to feel like they're right there in the room with me. So Tim makes a very, very good point. Let's see what Madeline says. Madeline says fellow employees are more interested in gossiping than professionalism, which is what we just mentioned. Respond to that for Madeline. Listen, the gossip person is the bad apple, and we all know that one bad apple can spoil the bunch. Yeah, it's so true. All you need is one, and Madeline is right. That one gossiper, I did not tolerate gossiping. What is gossiping in the workplace? Let's go quickly on this one because we got some good, we got some chat room action going on in here, my brother. What I used to tell my employees is, look, it's great to be friendly at work. Okay, let's be friendly with one right. another, but let's keep work, work, private, private. Okay, it's one thing to say, hey, how was your weekend? What's going on? It's another thing to start delving into someone's personal life. And then all of a sudden, sooner or later, they start to spread that information. It gets disseminated. And then when someone's out, next thing you know, people are partying together. They're out drinking together. And then they come to work the next day. Or if someone calls in, the first person says, oh, they were out drinking. That's they were exactly out partying right. with us. Here comes, here comes a story. Here comes trouble. Yeah, exactly. I never tolerated gossiping. And gossiping is a two-way street. It just It's not just the person... Speaking the gossip, it is also you listening. So whenever I was in a situation at work and someone began gossiping with me, I created the, the most swift exit strategy you can imagine. What was it? Well, it was three. If it was someone that, that if I went too quickly, then I would, I would go moderate if it was going to cause damage. If it was someone that wasn't, it wasn't going to matter if it was a little collateral damage, I would go fast. Or I'd go really slow, a slow exit strategy, if it was someone I wanted to preserve some sense for them. And so a fast exit strategy would be, you know what, I'd love to hear more about this, Eric, but let's talk about this later. And I'm out. A medium exit strategy would be, I know you have some really good feelings behind this, but have you spoken to the person whom you're speaking to me about? And then they would typically say no. Might not be a bad place to start. Well said. A fast exit strategy would be, you know what? I really wish I had more time, but I truly, I just don't. And I'm out. And you do that enough times, they stop coming to you with it. For the most part. Now, exactly. What do you think? I like that, but we also find sometimes that they just won't leave. And you know what I found is an impromptu to to get someone to actually stop what they're doing. Many times, and this is a nonverbal cue, stand up. I've stood up, and I've actually had to walk That's a great up. idea. You stand to the door. Like stand up as, the door. If you, as if you're leaving. And some of them will still continue to talk your ear off. You actually, I've actually had to leave my workspace so that they would move on to the next cubicle or move on back to where they came from and then come back 
to my cubicle where I could sit down again and start to work. Absolutely. And you know what? That's really good. And Maddie, uh, Madeline has a, a good point in, a, in this piece as she's in the chat room. Very similar to what you just said. It's, it's a compliment to what you said. She says, yes, keep all answers simple and short and keep our personal lives personal. Madeline's got it together. Yeah, she does. And she behaved that way in corporate. That's exactly how she was. Let's see. Ken says, I am, you see, I, I am bad at distracting my housemate who works at home. <laughs> Ken, I'm going to just tell you, you need to straighten that out, son. Don't make me come over there. Tell him, don't make me. Don't, <laughs> don't I'll blow make- it up. <laughs> I love you, Ken, but I'll blow you up. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you, you definitely want to do that. So these are really, really, really key points on, dis- on distractions and so forth and distractions in the, work pl- in the workplace. What about some real-life distractions for you? What are some of your real-life distractions that, that, in con- that, in con- that maybe hamper you? Well, you know, I have to say, and it gets back to technology today, we, we are so connected to things that there's almost not an eight or 10 hour workday anymore. I mean, many people take their phones with them, whether you are self-employed or you work at a big company, they give you this, they give you this phone, this technology, and all of a sudden you get home, you're starting to unwind, you're with your family possibly, that phone goes off, they want to know, they need to know something, they have to make you make a decision. Um, they just, they hamper you. That phone could go off in the middle of the night. And God knows if you have customers, say that maybe overseas, all of a sudden their daytime is your nighttime. Absolutely. Well said, because you're talking different time zones. Absolutely. What you want to do is you want to respect yourself, respect time, have integrity, and make sure you share that with others. You want to show up in others' lives the way they want and need for you to, depending you have the time and resources. If not, make, make it understood what you do have. Mm-hmm. And you want to honor that. And I think uh, removing the distractions from your life, let's talk about the damage. What is, what is some of the damage caused from distractions from people that don't remove the distraction? Well, the biggest damage is productivity. Yes. You're not getting done what you need to get done. Whether, whether you're being paid in a company to get certain tasks done, and you know who's going to hold you accountable? Your boss. And you know what? Your bo- you're not going to say to your boss, oh, I was distracted with that. Because no. you know what they're going to say? You know what? You needed to get this done. I don't want to hear that. No, they don't have time for it. That's right. So distractions can cause loss of time, loss of pr- pr- production. In fact, I've got some things I researched. Let me, let me share some of these things with you. A few points that I thought were really, really outstanding. Let's see. 70% of the people in the workforce today are disengaged. 70%, 70% are disengaged. Ooh. Tell me what you think about that. That, that number is huge. Disen- it, disengaged. Now, would that be due to distraction or they're disengaged be, uh, to their own self-detriment? I think it's a combination of, I think it's a combination of both. I really do. I think it's a combination of both. Okay. So I think it's, it's sometimes the character that they are. Sometimes I think it's where they sit in the world. Sometimes I think it's the distractions that they allow in. You know, I think it's a combination of both. But that's a big number. That's staggering. What do you think happens with production if they're disengaged? Way down. It's way down. Uh, Fortune magazine, almost all of the surveys that people that responded, 89% said they are most productive when working alone, but only 29% would prefer to telecommute. What do you think of that? uh, The 29% that like to telecommute, if they can get it done and they find they're more uh, productive, that's the way to go. However, many businesses don't allow that. They just will not let you work from home. They really, that, that's true. Uh, to a counterpoint to this, uh, Ken in our, in our chat room says, it's also the pocket electronics. And we've talked about, it's true. People, 
Do you know how many eyeballs, even executives at the C-level, the 68% of executives at the C-level, the C-suite, the presidents, the CEOs, the senior vice presidents, 68% of them manage their businesses from their phones. Eyeballs on the phone. Wow. That's huge. So Ken is right. There's a pocket distraction. That phone can be a huge distraction because there's a lot of applications on the phone that are not work-related. That is absolutely correct. And guess what the number one it probably is? What? Uh, Facebook. Yeah, and you know, he talked about that. Ken mentioned that somewhere in our chat. He mentioned that the Facebook is a time drain. He used other words, but he he gets to use those words in the chat room. I'm cleaning up Ken's stuff. Ken, I'm cleaning up after you, boy. I'm watching your back. I got your back. Ken, Ken got that. I, I am actually one of the few people, uh, I'm probably in the uh, 0.01% that do not have a Facebook account. Can you dig that? Can you believe I that? I can feel you on that one. I've talked to you about that in the past. I totally respect that. And you are you are really a rare breed. You need to hold on to that. Well, you know what? I You're do- also one of the few white guys with a bald head that looks good. All right. <laughs> well, so I- how you like me now? <laughs> I'll tell you, for what I'm for, for the little bit that I'm missing out on, I'm also gaining, not getting hit with probably, I'm going to use this as a low number, depending on how many friends you have, okay? Um, 100 to 200 hits per day on someone that's taking a picture of their lunch, or maybe someone that's saying, oh, I just took little Johnny to school. Hey, or, I take pictures of my lunch, because I make lunch most of the time. Yeah, but you make some badass stuff. Oh, okay. That's, you got your, pretty soon, I, I'm waiting for that I Jess thought my cook co-host book. was getting ready to slide me under the oh, bus. Oh, no, no, no. I no, can no, feel my heels going, whoop, no. <laughs> but I tell you, seriously, Facebook has got to be the number one. Good call. Well said. I totally agree with that. And and with that being said, that's tantamount to what Lisa and I stopped doing. Uh, for me, I'm going on 17 years, no television. 17 years, no TV. And, yep. And I, I've got it give, from... Give, give me a bump on that, that one. And blow it up. And that's blow huge. it up. And blow it up. Ooh, yeah. For sure. 17 years, no television. Now, I love movies and I love... Uh, on-demand things, but sure. I don't watch normal, regular television program. I don't listen to the news, and I don't read the newspaper unless I'm researching something for a speech or for a client or something like that. Sure. But let's 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 slide over here. Something else I want to share with you. Another stats: about forty percent of the people surveyed in this last survey said that they get a lot more done if coworkers would quit stopping by to chat. And nearly one in four, which is twenty-four percent, complain that they spend more time in meetings talking about work than actually doing work. What do you think? You know what? Meetings are a great thing. But you know what? Meetings need to be delegated to the, the actual people that need to be there. There needs to be a time frame set and a very small time frame so that you can get into this meeting, get answered what you need answered, get those decisions made, and move on. Because generally, I've found in a lot of meetings, people will bring in additional people in the office that don't need to be there. Um well they, said. They will waste well time. Said. They will waste time in the meeting, or they will wait for someone that hasn't shown in the meeting. People are looking at their watches, and and it just doesn't start on time. It doesn't end on time, and it's just not productive. Well said. Well said. I get that. That's a, that's a huge response. I want to share some chat room chatter with you. Let's go a little backwards on the the comment I made about your sexy self. Uh huh. Let me tell you what Mr. Ken said. Ken says I'm straight. But I love ball guys, and they're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, Ken, we, we've got the ebony and ivory going today, okay? So we got a little bit of white and black going. You know, today. ebony <laughs> and ivory live together side by side. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop it. We're, we're silly, and I cannot sing. Sorry for that, folks. That was horrible. So here we go. Uh, but no, Ken says I love it. Ball guys are sexy, and Madeline says VP should learn not to always be engaged. 
with their smartphones, and especially Facebook. Facebook sucks, like we've heard before. Uh, TMI on Facebook, uh, that's where she feels, and I get that. And Ken says, I am a TV. I am TV free since 2004. Let's give him a round right. of applause. That's huge. Let's give him a double blow up. Boom. 2004. Ken, you're on it, brother. Good stuff. Ken says, I love that you two are TV free since 2004. We brothers now, Ken. Right here. Right here. <laughs> right? So that's so cool. And so back to our chat about distractions and distractions in the workplace. I really think the biggest thing about distractions in the workplace is it becomes toxic. There's some people that have businesses, Eric, that, that whether they're doctor's offices or lawyer's offices, um, uh, dentist offices, offices. I recently went to a dentist's office and there was a lady speaking in there. It was set up where the, the, the guest room or the, the holding room where you get ready to go in to be served. Right. The door was open, and then you walk through, and you, you go to pay your bill with a rice counter. You know the thing I'm pointing out? Right. And you have the office staff work, working there, the person over the phone, the person you know processing you out. And then you can feel some of the folks and their, their work effort getting things done. Well, the lady on the phone was so loud, she literally poisoned the whole area. Ugh. Her voice volume was about 90% above what was needed. Someone needs to talk to her because it took us 15 minutes to process Lisa out of the hospital, process Lisa out of that surgery piece, and it was about a three minute job. You know why? Because no one could get anything done. It's hard to concentrate. That's right. So don't you think that kind of distraction, that, that when people just have voice volume that's so loud, it's very distracting? Absolutely. And these people should be talked to. Uh, you get to a point where uh, they're either they're either talking too loud or maybe they have their cell phone next to them. And the, here's one of my big pet peeves: walking up into a business where someone is just sitting there and they are texting. Yes. And now, even if it's a work yes. text, I don't know that it's a work text. Yes. I don't know that for certain. That's exactly and I, right. And immediately, what do I assume? I assume that their attention is diverted to their phone. Yep. I'm the customer. And you, you become second or last. And I'm second or last. And it, it, a lot of times, they don't even apologize for it. And most of the time, they'll engage in a conversation with a coworker before they engage in you, the client that's there to pay them, which is what they're there for. And then I think, well, what kind of management is running this place? I they, totally, they let them carry their, t- their cell phones. I totally they're, agree. They're all around and about and doing everything but their job. Yeah. How do we eliminate distractions? Well, first thing is, if I if I had my own staff at this point, I would limit cell phones. Hey, you keep that cell phone at home. You keep that cell phone in your car. Yes, you can check it if there's a, if there's a need to. But that cell phone is so is so tempting because of Facebook, because of all these other applications, right. because of texting from spouses, textings from children, and people will come up with the craziest excuses to keep those cell phones right by their. They're actually it's an addiction that cell phone. It's so it's so true. It it, it is much like an addiction. It's uh it's as I've heard it called crackberry before. <laughs> yeah, I am one of those. When it, when it was a BlackBerry, but yeah. now BlackBerry is not as popular as some of the right. you know, Samsung that you've got or an iPhone or whatever it is that's out there. But you're right. We really want to limit those distractions because we want to get present. We want to, When you get present in your life, you become more authentic. Mm-hmm. You become more attractive. You become more available. You become more productive. Do, again, do I need to go on? No. No, those are I, huge. I, I'm, I'm getting it because I'll tell you when I when I speak to someone, I like eye contact. 
if someone is looking down, now they may be very well at multitasking. They may be fantastic at picking up what I'm saying, but to me, I, I just find it rude, and I don't think my message is getting across. Absolutely, because it isn't, because you're only getting you're only getting partially respected for what you're there for, which is to take part and buy a good or service. Exactly. And so, yeah, the, these, these these things called distractions, they really are much bigger than people realize, and I, I don't we don't even have time to get. We can do a whole show just on texting and driving. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, that's just, and I, you know, we really all have to be very, very mindful of putting that thing down, putting it away, and wait until you get to your destination. Mm-hmm. Instead of going 60, 70 miles an hour down the road, right? you're looking at your phone texting something, nonsense. And generally, these are the people that are causing accidents constantly. Exactly, exactly. And you know, here, here's the thing, Eric, we've got just a few more minutes left on the show What's your takeaway from all of this that we talk about in terms of distraction? I want to get your takeaway, if you will. Well, I've like basically what you said for these strategies. First and foremost, I'm going to touch upon the productivity level. Yes. I like the focus. You need to have goals going into your day. Yes. You need to be able to think about your day ahead of time and what you're going to accomplish. And if you're going to do that, you might as well have a program like Focus. Absolutely. That is going to help you to tell you how to prioritize your day. Absolutely. Okay? Well, I actually have 28 systems that I use. Focus is the number one. 28 to wow. run just talk we have 28 systems wow i, I gotta go on justtalk.com and check well this out. those 28 are not on no there. no no but but focus okay yeah focus is for sure no no, no that's the one i'm yeah, interested in for sure so that so that's those are some great takeaways and um i believe that we're adding value with a conversation like this i believe we're bringing awareness with a conversation like this and we're hoping that people take a look at themselves and make some adjustments you agree? Absolutely. And we'll say again that we uh, we miss Lisa on the program. She'll be back again next week. She'll be healthy enough, and you'll be back assisting wherever makes sense. And you may be in front of the camera again. But let's talk just a little bit in uh, the last minute that we have about the next program is going to be an actor and a gentleman. It's going to be Louis Gossett Jr., the Academy Award winner. Wow. He's going to be on our program. Awesome. And we're going to be talking about his book here. We're going to be talking about an actor and a gentleman. This is going to be the primetime show. The whole half hour is going to take this up. About, about Louis Gossett Jr. and his life and the plight and some of the I've I've we've read this book and it is an incredibly solid read it really is listen I'm gonna be in the chat room listening because man I'm gonna hit him up for some questions that is one cool cat yeah you'll dig it it's gonna be a, a great time it really really in, is in fact my memory serves me correct he wrote the forward to your book and let me ask you many people write forwards to books what was it that he brought to your book, How You Leave Them Feeling, as far as writing the forward? Well, I'll close this in 30 seconds or less. What it is was when he went to do the forward, he didn't labor it at all. He says, you ready? He called me Mr. Vegas. You ready, Mr. Vegas? I go, yes, Lou, I'm ready. He says, well, here it comes. He rolled out the forward to the book as you read it right now inside of two minutes, and I was writing notes as he was, typing, as he was dictating the forward to me. Wow. Two minutes. Two minutes. When you read that forward, you would not. That, that's because I, I didn't depth, know that. I would have never known that. That came from that comes from the depth of this man's spirit and his knowledge and intelligence. So we're very fortunate to have him on the show and have him as a friend and a colleague. And we want to support his racism program. And we'll talk about that on the next show. Right now, I want to say, you know, the best way to leave people feeling yes. what we say here at Just Talk and Lisa Listen and the podcast is leave them wanting more. And it's all about how you leave them feeling. Can't wait till next week. Thank you, brother.